the ministry of Bishop Eddie Fabin edifies, comforts, and exhorts as God confirms his word with accompanying miracles, signs, and wonders. Bishop Eddie Fabin is a pastor with the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches and currently pastors the Catch the Anointing Center in Oboise. His weekly Sunday services, Monday 11th hour prayers and the Friday prophetic turning point services are streamed live on Facebook and have blessed many lives. He's also a seasoned counselor God uses immensely to repair shattered relationships. You are about to experience the manifest presence of God. Now here's Bishop Eddie Fabian. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you so much. We bless you for this time. Holy Spirit, have your way. Let your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We've been sharing from this book, Tell Them, different reasons why we must be so winners. 120 reasons. You and I know that we can't go through all, all the 120 reasons. I mean, we just cannot go through them. But there are some that when we touch on, it also has a way of stirring in us that desire to win souls, that desire to reach out for the lost. And it's very, very, very important that we have this mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So it's very important. And the Bible says that God has delivered unto us once and for all that we should defend the gospel. Once for all, once for all, he has given us this opportunity to win the gospel. But sometimes we want to hear it over and over and over and over. But God just gave that thing once. And we must learn to receive that instruction once and run with it. Am I speaking to somebody? Yeah. And that's why as you receive this word, you need to run with it. Let it be a part of you. Let it be in your spirit. Oh, I thought I'd be hearing your amens. Amen. Yeah. All right. So tonight, I want to share with you 25 statements that people made about soul winning that has really brought a change of mind. It has revolutionized the thinking of people. Are you there or decided to go back home? So can I be hearing your emails? Yeah. It has changed the way of thinking of people and want to look at them and we also want to see how we can apply them to our lives. Now the first one is by Oswald J. J. Smith. It says that you must be a soul winner because Oswald J. Smith said, no one has the right to hear the gospel twice. I'm on number 57. To hear the gospel twice while there remains someone who has not heard it once. Are, are you there? So, it is not right that some people should be hearing the gospel twice, three times, four times, five times, when some people have never even heard it once. So what happens is that we end up speaking to the same people. But there are others. Somebody say others. Others who are out there who need to hear the gospel. And if you and I would take up this gospel and take it out and preach it, there are a lot of people who have not heard it even once. 
Anybody who has heard it once already doesn't deserve to hear it again. It's enough. The message is powerful enough. And if you don't give your life to Christ, then I don't know. But that is what is happening. So we are just speaking to the same people over and over. Mercy. Then, number two, or the next one, you must be a soul winner because the same Oswald J. Smith said, any church that is not seriously involved in fulfilling the Great Commission has forfeited its biblical right to exist. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying? Do you understand what I... What, 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 did you understand? If we don't preach, if we don't... The Great Commission is the preaching of the gospel of Jesus. Go ye into all the world and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth. That commission, if we don't do it, it says that we have forfeited our biblical right to exist. In other words, this church should not be existing. If there is a way to judge which churches should be around and which churches should go away, I, I don't know how many churches will be around still by now from what this man is saying. Yeah. We have forfeited our right to exist. That is why on Sunday I said, let us all go out there and, and, and preach the gospel. Even that. Some people found their way. I saw a brother, he was sitting in a kiosk somewhere, drinking some, taking some drink. <laughs> instead of going for the outrage. Hey. Hmm. The next one. Number three, you must be a soul winner because the same Oswald J. Smith. Same Oswald J. Smith. You know, there are some people who think about some of the things that God has said. And there are some people they don't think about it at all. But you can see that there's somebody who is thinking about evangelism, thinking about what else can we do to make people win souls. He said, you must be a soul winner because Oswald J. Smith said, we talk of the second coming when half of the world has not even heard about the first coming. This morning, a brother sent me a message. He said, there is something bubbling in his spirit. As he sits in the trotros, he can't stay silent. And he said, this morning, he had just been preaching on the trotro. He said, when he got up to preach, he was scared. And he was wondering whether these people are going to receive he asked the Holy Spirit to give him strength and he started preaching. He said, as soon as he started, the whole place was quiet and the people were listening to the message. And I, I, the reason why I'm saying this is because he said, I spoke to them about the first coming of Jesus Christ. The first coming of Jesus. The first coming of Jesus and what he came to do before the second coming. So, people have not heard about the first coming. We can't even talk about the second coming. We should stop talking about the second coming because the first coming, a lot of people have not heard. They don't even know what he came to do. Yeah. That is why all these things that have been put in place like, um, uh, what do you call it, Palm Sunday, Easter, all these things, it's just to remind us all the time about the first coming of Jesus and what he came to do for us. Yeah. Are you there? Are you checking Oswald J. Smith? He seems to be a very powerful guy. He has a lot of powerful things to say. 
Yeah. So far, he has given us three things. That alone should make us all start running out of the church. Uh, you have forfeited your biblical reason to exist. Eh? We should not be talking about the second coming when some have not heard about the first coming. Hey, it's too powerful. And nobody has the right to hear the gospel twice when others have not heard it once. <laughs> Number four, you must be a soul winner because Keith Green, do you know Keith Green? Oh, some of you don't know Keith Green. Do you have his picture somewhere you can put on the screen? Keith Green is a very powerful man. This song, Oh Lord, you are beautiful. Your face is all I see. He wrote that song. He said one day he was there, he felt like writing a letter to God. And when he finished writing it, he didn't know where to post it. So he put it in his Bible. And the letter is this song. Oh Lord, you are beautiful. Oh, your face is all I see. Oh, and when your eyes are on this child, your grace abounds to me. Keith Green. He died at the age of 28. Yes. He got born again at the age of 20. And at the age of 28, he died. And the eight years, my brother, the impact that he made within the eight years that he got born again. Oh, I think I should come and show you some of his videos. I mean, when he's playing the keyboard, you can see passion. Yeah. Yeah. He sang so many songs. Um, what are some of the songs? Lord, here am I, send me. Not much I can do. What I have may be so small, but I want to give it all to you. That's Keith Green. He sang that one. He sang, um, You Make My Life a Prayer to You. Um, what are some of the songs? Creating me a clean heart, oh Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, oh Lord, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. That's Keith Green. Restore unto me. The joy of thy salvation and renew a right spirit within me. Is there any other song? Uh, I want to, I need to be more like Jesus. I want to, I need to be more like him. Remember, there's no greater love than to lay down his life for a friend. For a friend. Oh, I want to, I need to 
Be more like Jesus. Oh, we have to know all these songs. So, Charlie. So, you must be a soul winner because Keith Green said, this generation of Christians is responsible for this generation of souls on the earth. Uh-huh. This generation of Christians is responsible for this generation of souls. What are we waiting for? We are waiting for the next generation to come and win the souls for us. No. This generation of souls that are there, we are the ones to win them. This generation of students that are in the school, it is this generation of students who must reach out to them because God will hold you responsible. It's not going to be some other people. Are we waiting when they get to final year, then the first year should come and witness to them? No. It should not be. Once you are there, it is your duty to reach out to these people. That's why we're talking about uh, bearing fruit after your kind. Because after your kind, you are reaching out to your generation and your people. So that's Keith Green for you. He said that this generation of Christians is responsible for this generation of souls. Number six, or is it number five? You must be a soul winner because C.T. Stud, S-T-U-D-D, said, if Jesus Christ be God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him. Wow. Somebody say, wow. wow. Now, if you hear something that is powerful, you should say, wow. wow. Yeah. If Jesus is really God and he came to do this thing for me, that he died to save me, then there's no sacrifice that I can make which is too, I can't even describe it as a sacrifice. That people should say that we are making a sacrifice. What you are doing compared to what Jesus did, you, you call that sacrifice. When we call his own sacrifice, then what should we call your own? It's an exercise. Somebody has gone to the cross and he died on the cross. They nailed his hands, they nailed his feet, they put a, this thing in his side, and all that they lashed him and everything. He has made a sacrifice. Then you two are saying that me to have made the sacrifice. I, what, what, what do you mean by that? What are you saying? It's like somebody has given a, a, a seed of one million cities. Then you are holding one seed, then you can me to are making an offering of one million. That is why nobody should ever open your mouth and say, I am sacrificing too much. What sacrifice are you making? This small coming to church, even coming to church twice a week, is a problem for a lot of people. And even the Sunday when you come to, you come late. So the Sunday itself is not complete. You can't come two times in the week. Then you are saying, I'm making sacrifice. What sacrifice are you making? Wake up early and pray. You will not wake up. He says, we are, we are, we are sacrificing. Or we are sacri what sacrifice are you making? Go out and tell people about Jesus. He said, hey, we are sacrificing. We have uh, our books that we must learn. We your books. Rather, the things that you are doing at your different places, your workplace and all that. Some of you, the things you are able to do at your workplace. That when you come and sit here, as if you can't do anything, it, it, it amazes me. The kind of efforts that you put in to do things for your boss, you are running up and down. If Jesus is God, then what you are doing, you are joking. 
Number what? You must be a soul winner because Keith Wright, Keith Wright said, lost people matter to God and so they must matter to us. A soul is a soul and is precious to God. If they matter to God, then they must matter to you. The thing that God is very concerned about, it must be your concern if you are a true Christian. How come you are not concerned about souls? How come when we talk about evangelism, you, you trivialize it as if it's not important? If Jesus was standing here and he says we should go out, is that how you are going to behave? We said every Saturday of this month we are having outreach. You should see the number of people who even find it listening to. I'm asking some people, how many souls did you win? And this one say one, two. As if it's some one, two. It's like when I went out and I saw somebody, I talked to the person, that's it, it's okay. You must be talking to people till the time that you find that, listen, I can't talk to anybody again. I just said, I want one soul. I spoke to just one person. No, I, guys, we should grow up. We should grow up. We are, we are, we are, we are joking with the work of God, though. We are joking. We are joking. Even on Tuesday, sometimes I ask myself that, ah, what is it that people are doing that they can't leave their offices and come? And one of some of you are not in any office. As I'm saying, don't even be receiving it for yourself. You are not in any office. And I'm telling you, I've worked before. If I have not worked somewhere before, I would just be watching you people and say, hey, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. And I thank God that I worked, I worked for a number of years before I came into full-time ministry. Yeah, I'm very, very grateful to God. Yeah, sometimes some people also boast in the fact that when they finished school, no, they came into full-time. That's also one side. But for me, I think I'm very happy that I didn't come quickly into full-time. I worked so that I can tell you also. I, was, I worked in three different powerful places. Yeah. And the last place I was working, a very international organization. Not, not this thing. When you go all over the world, they have branches all over the world. If I'm talking about international, international. And I was being paid in dollars. I don't know how many of you are being paid in dollars. Come, let's compare. The way you think that you are doing something so much. Ah. You should look at some of us as we have decided even to stop all these things and come and work full time for God. There must be something we have seen. That in itself should make you sit, sit up and think. But you see people, it's like, oh, this one is like an afterthought when we think about, ah, hey, today is Tuesday. No. When I went to work, I told my boss, when I, I was employed, the first day that I've come to work, I said, sir, sir, I said, I have to go to church on Tuesdays. So is there a way I can do whatever I have to do quickly so that I can go to church? That's how my mind was working. Ask yourself whether you can't do the same thing. Because sometimes we say that we are not doing anything. And then sometimes when you're close to, instead of coming straight, you will go to your house, see to this, see to that, clean the kitchen and wash the dishes and put some water in the fridge and, and bath and do some poo I mean, you are doing a whole lot of things before you come. Why? 
can't get it. And we come and stand here. And then we need people to lead worship. We need people to lead prayer. Then there's pastors have to come and do these things. And the church members are not here. And people who say that we are doing something for God. When you say you are sacrificing, what sacrifice is there? Oh, John, what I'm saying is not correct. It should not just be that I'm preaching, but it should be that we are following the thing to do it. Because I'm for preaching, I know I'm preaching. I don't need you to tell me that I'm preaching. I know I'm preaching. I'm preaching very well. I said I'm preaching very well. I'm preaching like the house is on fire. I'm preaching like a dog is chasing a rabbit. Preaching. But I am concerned about you. Yeah, as I'm preaching you to you, are doing what you have to do. Yeah. Shouldn't just be hearers only, but doers. Hey. Number seven, you must be a soul winner because J. Jane Morrison, uh, pleading with Nazarenes in the 1930s, it said Great Depression to support their missionaries said, Can't you do just a little bit more? Yeah. J.G. Morrison. Yeah. That's what Bishop used to write the book. Can't you do just a little bit more? That's J.G. Morrison. He said that. Eh? Can't you do just a little bit more? A little bit more. When you wake up, apart from all these things, can't you just add something little more to just reach out to somebody? Talk to somebody about Christ. That you are so inward looking and thinking about only yourself. Am I speaking to somebody? Ask the next person, can you not do just a little bit more? Number eight, you must be a soul winner because David Livingston, do you know David Livingston? Uh Uh-huh. He is a missionary to Africa. He said, sympathy is no substitute for action. He said what? Sympathy is no what? Substitute for what? Action. Action is action. If you have to take the action, take it. Now. And stop sitting there and, and saying that, ah, yeah. People are dying, oh. Hey. Souls are perishing, oh. Hmm. Hey. It's not easy, oh. They say 6,000 people die every hour. It's a very serious thing, oh. Hmm. Souls are dying, oh. Yes, enough of the sympathy. We don't want sympathy, we want action. Let's rise up and do what we have to do. Hey, Eugene, are you listening? As we sit down, ask yourself that, what is it that you are just sitting down, you don't think about anything, it's only you, your wife, your children, and your food. What about the souls? What about the souls? Don't let this thing that we are doing this man be a, a whatever, we are just talking, and that's it. These books that you are holding should change you. Number nine or eight or whatever. What number is that? You must be a soul winner because David Livingston, same man, said, if a commission by an earthly king is an honor, 
How can a commission by a heavenly king be considered a sacrifice? It's a question. If the commission by Otunfo or any of these earthly kings, we see it as an honor. Hey, if Nanado should come here and say that we should do something, we say, hey, we are doing something for Nanado. Nanado Dankwa Akufado. The president of Ghana. See, yeah. Then you are running. How then do you say that when you are doing the commission of the master is a sacrifice? That should be triple, quadruple, uh, whatever, pole, Anna. It cannot be that I'm doing something for God and I see it as I'm sacrificing. I'm, what am I doing? You see, the Bible says that when we read Psalms, it says that what is man that God is so mindful of him? And the Bible says that he made him a little lower than the angels. And he has placed him, he said, he has glorified him by putting him in charge of his creation. It is an honor and a glory to be doing something for God. And the Bible says that no man takes this honor upon himself. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4. Except he that is called of God. It is a great honor to be working for God. It cannot be that doing some work at AGA or doing some work at uh, uh, what, what are other places? Maglands and uh, other places cannot be a great honor compared to doing the work for God. Oh, I thought I'm going to hear you shout and clap your hands. You are not clapping because you feel that working for AGA and all these places is a great honor. Weren't we here when they closed down for so many years? If they were such a great distance, wouldn't they be around all the time? The gold that they are mining, who puts the gold there? The one who put it there is calling you. You say, no, I'm going to save the one who is looking for it. No, we should change the way we think about working for God and doing the things of God. And it should be quickly. Recently, I gave some message to some people to be listening to, Basenta leaders. I don't even know whether they listen to it. But the first message on the Zogrio, this thing, he said, think correctly, quickly, now. Think correctly, quickly, now. This is the time to think correctly. Your thinking is not good. Thinking must change. When it comes to the things of God, yeah, I just see just a few of you that I can see that you are actually making an effort towards the things of God, but so many of you know. So let's make a great effort. It's good you have come to church, but there's more than just coming to church. Number, hey, you people, 10. You must be a soul winner because there are thousands of places where no soul winner has ever been. And this is what Robert Moffat, Moffat said. He is the one who inspired David Livingston, this uh, Robert Moffat. He said, in the vast plain of the north, I have sometimes seen in the morning sun the smoke of a thousand villages where no missionary has ever been. 
So where he was, he could see thousand villages and he could see smoke coming from there. You know how they used the smoke those days to communicate and all that. And he could see that all these places, nobody has been there. And we are sitting here in our homes and we are very happy. Very happy. The day you stand before God like this, you'll be shaking and say, ah. Recently, one of our church members passed away, but before he died, Bishop went to see him. As we were talking, he said to Bishop, because he never could see that he was dying, he said he wished he had done more. And I hear that thing all the time. When people are going to die, they just say, I wish I had done more. So don't wait till you guys that you are young guys coming up. Rise up. Many of you are twice older than you. Yeah. So you should see that you have some time. Well, these days we can't even tell. People just pass away, but you will not pass away in Jesus' name. But you have time to do something for God. Rise up and do something for the Lord. Number 12. Eh? 11. Oh, are you sure? You must be a soul winner because if the Holy Spirit is in us, we must have big visions and dreams of winning souls for the Lord. Big visions. Not small visions. Eh? St. Francis Xavier, missionary to India, said, Tell the students, tell the students, are there some students here? Tell the students to give up their small ambitions and come eastward to preach the gospel of Christ. What you are doing, this is your small humanities and small, uh, what are some of the courses you are doing? Sociology and geology and psychology and all the logic. He said they are small ambitions. We are talking about big ambition. A big ambition of preaching the gospel. That's the ambition you must have. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was on campus, I said, no, I cannot be on this campus and, and just be walking around and just move. No. Whatever opportunity I got, I preach the gospel. Yeah. I don't regret any day of my days on campus at all. I, I, I gave it my best. I gave it my best. Number 12 or 13. You, are you sure you're not giving me the right number? You must be a soul winner because we must take up our crosses and follow the example of Christ who died fulfilling the will of God. Yeah. He said, when James Carvet went out as a missionary to the cannibals of the Fiji Islands, do you know cannibals? These are people who eat, who eat human beings. And somebody is going to witness to them. You are sitting here, go to Sansu here. You say, I cannot go. Go to Epitikoko. Uh, 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 you say, I can't go. People are going to people who eat human beings. When they see you are a human being, come here. We'll make live soup with you. And they are going. And we are sitting here. We are joking, no. As the next person, are you the reason why this message is coming today? It looks like the, the message is very hot. James Carvet, don't forget about this man, James Carvet. He was a missionary. He went to Fiji Islands where people were eating human beings, cannibals. 
the ship captain, he tried to turn him back saying, you will lose your life and the lives of those with you if you go among such savages. To that, Calvert replied, we died before we came here. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. We died before we came here. So if you are too alive, too alive, one day I had a dream and in the dream, I was standing somewhere and I saw a lot of dead bodies and I was standing by them. And then I remember, I think we were going to do something at that place, but the dead bodies had occupied that place. I don't know why I had that dream. And then my cousin, a cousin of mine was standing by me, somebody I witnessed to. And I told him, I said, we need to use this place. Let's move these dead bodies from here so that we can use this place. So they started moving the dead bodies. Again. But I was there when they ran to me and they came to me and they came to tell me that. Do I know what happened? I said, what happened? He said, as soon as they took the dead bodies out, no, they all got up and they were walking, they were moving. So I was asking the Lord, what's the meaning of this dream? And the Lord said to me, a lot of people are in the church pretending to be dead, but they are not dead. They are too alive. So you see that when something comes and they have to show that they are dead, you see that they, they, can't, they can't show it. I said, ah. We must really be dead to the world. We are too alive to the things of the world. That's why people will not think about souls. We think about so many other things, but not souls. And no souls. So, I like this guy. He said, we died before we came here. Tell somebody, we died before we came here. Oh, you are going to be one of those people. That when anything wants to make you say, oh, we are, we are dead already. Something that the devil makes us feel like, hey, you are going to die. This thing you are going to do. Tell the devil, you know what? We are, we are dead already. It's not now that we are going to die. We died already. It's not a problem at all. We can go. We can go. Put your hands together for Jesus. Number 13. Oh, you won't say anything. Okay. You must be a soul winner because John Keith Falconer, Falconer said, I have but one candle of life to burn. And I'd rather burn it out in a land filled with darkness than in a land flooded with light. If your light must shine, where would you want it to shine? Is it in a place where there are already lights? Do you think you'll be seen? Do you think your light will be seen? You need to take it to a place where there is darkness. So when you turn on your light, everybody will see, wow. That's how come we hear about all these guys and we are reading about them. The question is, when you are not there, would they read about you? Would there be something said about you? Because your light didn't shine in a dark place. Let's go to the dark places. I said, let's go to the dark places. And let's shine the light over there. That is what we are called to be. Hallelujah. Number 14. Ha. Huh. He said what? You must be a soul winner because William Carey, this is the father of modern missions. He's, he's the one who started missions. You know, the song that we sing, um, whatever, go to uh, preach somewhere, go somewhere. The, um, all those. He says that. He said, expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. 
expect great things and attempt great things. Oh, I see you having great things. Are you expecting great things from God? Oh yeah, I'm expecting great things from God. I'm expecting to see some mighty mega move of the spirit of God in our lives, in our time, in this time that we are in. People will say that there's something happening with the church. Something is moving with the church. But not just expecting great things, but we must also attempt great things. Attempt it. I said attempt it. See how I attempt it. Yeah, don't just be there and say, eh, me, I don't know whether I can do it. Oh, you can. You haven't attempted. Number 15, we're almost getting finished. You must be a soul winner because Henry Martin, missionary to India and Persia. See, these are places that people were going to. So we must hear Joseph Mensah, a preacher to uh, Bomi. We, we must be hearing some of these things. Yeah. Some of you will giving you an opportunity to do something by your basenta that you are doing. It's a way that you too, you are a missionary to San So you are a missionary to Brahabebomi, you are a missionary to uh, Asankore. Asankore. In all these places, you are a missionary. 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 Hey. Now, missionary to India and Persia, he said. The spirit of Christ is a spirit of missions. The nearer we get to him, the more intensely missionary we become. So does that mean that we are not getting close to Christ? Because if this is something to go by, maybe that's what it means. We are not getting close to Christ. We are far. Because if we are going close to Christ, the spirit of Christ will be seen in us. Will be seen in us. I, like, I don't like the way you put are very quiet. Too. Uh, do, you, do you think that there's something? Are you sure? Hey. Number 16. We are almost getting there. You must be a soul winner because Hudson Taylor, Hudson Taylor, missionary to China. I mean, there were days that people would go to China and there was no Bible there. Nothing. And the people could not meet in the open because when they meet, they will kill them. Missionary to China. Yeah. And these were places that people ventured to go to and preach the gospel there. Hey. Hmm. Let, me, let me finish quickly because this is what he said. The Great Commission is not an option to be considered. It is a command to be obeyed. It's not an option that, oh, we want to do it. Gen Z, it's your birthday today. You know, one of the ways to celebrate your birthday is to win souls for the Lord. For what the Lord has done for me, I just want to win some souls for him. It's a good way to celebrate your birthday. Yeah. It's not an option. It's not an option. It's what? A command. Number 17. Where are we? Uh Uh-huh. 
You must be a soul winner because Dave Davidson said, if you found a cure for cancer, listen to what I'm saying, you know. If you have found a cure for cancer or coronavirus, wouldn't it be inconceivable to hide it from the rest of mankind? How much more inconceivable to keep silent the cure from eternal wages of death? <laughs> if right now you, you have a solution to cancer, that all the people that are suffering from cancer and they are dying, you know what to do and then it will be well. Then you are hiding it. Say, me, I won't show anybody this thing. Or you know what to do and coronavirus will vanish. Then you are keeping it in your house. As for this one, I won't show anybody. I'm very wicked. How much more when it comes to people's eternal life, eternity, where when they die, they are going to hell forever and ever and ever and ever. You don't tell them you hide it. With more thing, Hey. No, I didn't come to make us feel sad. I just came to stir us up because we hear these things all the time, but we don't do anything about them. We don't. And this Saturday, all of us, we are going. Everyone seated here, we are all going out to preach the gospel. Oh, I thought I was going to hear a louder amen. We will gather here and we'll go. Andy, I want to see all the choristers. I'm calling as the pastor of the church. Bring the people. Don't let people give excuses. We should overcome all these excuses. How can we have all these sheep under us? But we can't command them to come. And a sheep does what the shepherd says. But the shepherd himself is not saying anything to the sheep. Speak to them. All of us, come. We are going. Once Bishop has said it, we are all taking it. But it's like Bishop has said it, that everybody is there. Nobody is doing anything. That's bad. You should command all your people. We are all going. Every one of you, come. And that's how come we were all trained to become what we are today. The people who were leading us didn't leave us to our own whatever. If you leave a child that you should decide what to eat, you will be seeing what they will be eating. They'll be eating, uh, I believe was uh, whatever, toffee, this and that. They will not eat any of the food that you think they should eat. That is why sheep must not be left to decide what to do. You move the sheep. Pastor Bernard, let's move the sheep. Let's move them. Pastor Richard, let's move the sheep. Let's move them. You are coming for Tuesday service. You must gather some three people to follow you. They should come and sit down and also hear the preaching. That's how come we were all the way we become today. Because somebody said, come along, let's go. Come along, let's go. Let's go here. Be here. Go here. Let's do this. Let's do that. And we learned by watching. So I think there's something wrong, guys. There's something wrong. Anyway. He that has ears to hear, let me hear what the Spirit is saying. One day it should not go on record that I never said it. I've said it here. I've said it to all of you. If you don't bring the people to church, it's your own. Number 18. I said I'm giving you 25, which you try and finish. We must be, you must be a soul winner because Dave Davidson said also, in our lifetime, wouldn't it be sad if we spent 
more time washing dishes or swatting flies or mowing the yard or watching television than praying for the world missions, it will be a sad thing that we will never able to pray for missions, pray for souls to be saved. Pray. Yeah. This time we were praying for the souls that we went to win when we went on outreach. And I said people should put the names of the people they spoke to on the page. It's not being done. So the few that we have, the few people, about five or six people who just put their names, the names of their souls, converts there. That's the only one we have. And today we're praying for them. Praying for them. People will not even join the prayer, let alone put the names of their converts. Hmm. Lord, really have mercy on us because our mercy is that we shout. Number 19, you must be a soul winner because, okay, let me jump that one and go to uh, next, uh, this thing. Number 78, you must be a soul winner because Carl F.H. Henry said, the gospel is only good news if it gets there in time. If it gets there in time. That is why we support Healing Jesus Crusade campaign. That is why we contribute Ben MP. Because if the gospel doesn't get to the place in time, it will be a waste of time. Yeah. Now, places like, um, which place did we go to recently that their president passed away? Nobody's able to go there again. Which country? Tanzania. Bishop was there. You know, he went there to preach the gospel. Yeah. Oh, did he go there? There was a place where he should have gone and he couldn't go. And that one too, he can't go there. So, you see, when the thing doesn't arrive in time, there's no point. If I need to hear the gospel, I don't hear and I die. And then after I'm dead, you have come. I'm come to preach the gospel. Now I'm dead. What's the use? That's why we should not wait for people to die before we take the gospel. It's like now we are serious. We are coming. Power. But so many people have died and we didn't go. No. There should not be anybody on campus who has not heard the gospel from us. We are going to knock this Saturday. Eh? We are going room to room. We will knock the doors and we preach to everybody. I think that all of us should go there. Yeah. And let's go and preach. They will say, hey, where from all these people? We have come be near Number 20. You people, you are confusing me now. Some say 19, some say 20. You must be a soul winner because the fields are ripe unto the harvests. Huh? Carl von Schlesher. Yeah, it's a name. He said, Our God of grace often gives us a second chance, but there's no second chance to harvest a ripe crop. Did you understand? Yeah. God gives us a second chance, but truly there's really no second chance to harvest a second crop. If, 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 if you have sowed and this thing is ripe, and it's ripe, it's ripe, that's it. You need to go and get it now. If you don't go for it, it will not be there again. So, uh, I'll leave it, I'll come another time. By the time it comes, it's spot or somebody has taken it. So that's why he's saying that the fields are ripe we don't have a second chance. Even though God has given us a second chance, we should take it now before we lose it. Mm. 
Number 21. <laughs> you must be a soul winner because Jim Elliot, a missionary martyr who lost his life in the late 1950s trying to reach Oka Indians of what? Ecuador said, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Did you get it? He said, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. What he's saying is that there are some two things you will lose them anyway. Your life, you will lose it anyway. So Jesus said, anyone who keeps his life will lose it. But anyone who loses his life for my sake will keep it. So he's saying that instead of trying to keep it, knowing that I'll lose it anyway, rather let me lose it so that I'll gain it. That is it. That is it. That is it. That's why we, we just give it all up. Because you know, we, we have lost it anyway. But rather, when it looks that we are dying, rather we are living. We look very strong. Say, ah, these people, they seem to be giving themselves an order, but they look more stronger than us who are not doing anything. Hmm? Or you don't see it. Number 22. You must be a soul winner because you do not want to be a Christian witch. <laughs> or wizard. Yeah, because the Bible says that anybody who is rebellious has the spirit of witchcraft. So when we are saying it and you are not going, you are becoming a Christian witch. Robert Spear, a leader in student volunteer movement. Students, are you listening? He said, there is nothing in the world or the church except the church's disobedience to render the evangelism, evangelization of the world in this generation an impossibility. It's not an impossibility. Yeah. But our disobedience, that is what is making it an impossibility. But if we should go, number 23, you must be a soul winner because J.L. Ewen said, as long as there are millions destitute of the world, of the word of God, knowledge of Jesus Christ, it will be impossible for me to devote time and energy to those who have both. As long as there are people who don't have the word of God, they don't have the knowledge of the word of God and of Jesus Christ. He said, I don't know why I should waste my time talking to people like you. <laughs> so it's like when I come, I shouldn't, we shouldn't be having these Tuesday services and all that. Every Tuesday when we come now, we are going to tell the people who don't know. Because you people, you've heard a lot. Sunday to when we gather now, let's go again. That's how it should be. Oh, you don't like the message I'm preaching. Number 24, because I see that you want me to close, so I'll close. You must be a soul winner because Robert Savage of the Latin American mission said, the command has been to go. Hmm? But we have stayed in body, gifts, prayer, and influence. He has asked us to be witnesses unto the uttermost part of the earth. But 99% of Christians have kept pattering around in the homeland. Hmm? The command is to go, but we have stayed in body, in gifts, in prayer, in influence, in everything. Some of you, if you should use your influence, a lot of souls will be won. 
the position you are at your workplace, you can get a lot of people saved. Yeah. You can use it to help the church to be able to have crusades at places, but you won't use it. Your gift that you can use to sing and to do things and to preach, and to, you won't use it. So the little that some people have, they just use it, and that's it. But if we have to use your gift, you can do more. That's why some of you, we have to push you to use your gift. If we leave you, you won't use your gift. Yeah, you know yourself. Mm -hmm. And number 25. You must be a soul winner because Nate Saint, is it Nate or Nate? A missionary martyr said, people who do not know the Lord ask why in the world we waste Eh? We waste what? Lives as missionaries. They forget that they too are expending their lives. And when the bubble has burst, they will have nothing of eternal significance to show for the years they have wasted. Yeah. One time I heard Bishop Dark saying, he said when they were in school, sometimes people would say that, hey, they have time to be as medical students, they have time to be doing uh, church things and all that. But they were also telling the people that, ah, but when we are also doing our church thing, you people too are also fooling. You are going to your, this thing, you are watching films, you are doing. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So people who say that we are wasting our time doing whatever, they are also wasting their time doing something. And one day, one day, I said one day, when we stand before the Father and they check who has made use of their lives, they will see that those of us that they thought we were wasting our time, rather, we have used our time wisely. May you use your time wisely in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet and let's close. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands to the Lord and talk to God right now in just a minute or two. We want to pray. I think that we have joked for too long. We want to tell the Lord no more jokes, no more playing around. We want to do the work. We want to give ourselves to the work of the ministry. Open your mouth and pray, everybody. Just a minute or two. Commit yourself to God. Open your mouth and talk to God. You may be watching us. Also, open your mouth and talk to God. We are just giving ourselves to other things that are unprofitable. But now it's time to give ourselves to the work of God. We cannot be patting our shoulders. When there are people who have never heard the gospel before they have never heard about the first coming of Jesus and we are patting our shoulders we cannot do that open your mouth and pray in the name of Jesus, Marco Tabaruria Shande, Ikatoria Satabandoria Sakabande, Reketolia Kota Bababunda Bria Sandere Boshe, Ikatoria Sandarababo Telianda, Ikababolo Brosu Katabande, Shekatoria Satabandoria Kabande, Ibandoria Sotalabande. Open your mouth, talk to God. Lord, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Use us, O oh God, in any way that you want to. Lord send us as missionaries send us as witnesses to different places of Oboise may we preach the gospel over there may we tell many about Jesus oh God may we not be comfortable oh please focus on this prayer it's more important than anything else nobody should be doing any other thing focus on the prayer lift up your voice and pray lift up your voice and pray lift up your voice and pray in the name of Jesus break off the spirit of laziness 
break of the excuses break of the procrastination break of anything that doesn't allow you to preach the gospel in the name of jesus pray that you will preach the gospel pray that you will be used by the lord in the name of jesus father have mercy on us oh god forgive us oh god for not going out there to preach the gospel play brother oh yes in the name of jesus here am my lord send me oh god Lord, I acknowledge, O oh God, that this generation of Christians is responsible for this generation of souls. May I go out there and preach to them, O oh God. May I not relax when many are perishing. In the name of Jesus, O oh God, may we be stirred up to go. May we be stirred up to go. For there are many dying. There are many dying. Takabaturia Sandarana Baba, Lebre Keturianda, Ala Baba, Loketoria Basandaraba. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Makura Baba Baba, Shekatara Banana. Father, we thank you, Lord. Here am I. Send me to the nations. As an ambassador for you, as an ambassador for you, my father, here am I. Send me to the nations, as an ambassador for you, here am I. Here am I, send me to the nations. Lift up your hand and sing. Here am I, send me to the nations. Send me to the nations. As an ambassador. As an ambassador for you. As an ambassador for you. My father, here am I. Send me, send me to the nations. Oh, as an ambassador for you, here am I. Ask of me and I will give you the nations. Oh, ask of me. Father, give us and I will give the nations. As an inheritance for you. As an inheritance for you. As an inheritance for you. My children, ask of me, and I will give the nations as an inheritance for you. Ask of me, here am I, here am I, send me, here am I, send me, send me to the nations. As an ambassador for you, as an ambassador for you, my father, here am I. Send me to the nations. I 
Father, tonight we acknowledge, O oh God, that we have not been obedient to your calling. We have given time to so many other things and not for the work of the kingdom and not for soul winning and not for reaching out and telling the world about you forgive us for preaching again and again to people when there are many out there who have not even heard once about you have mercy on us Lord tonight we pray for grace to rise up and to do what we have to do Lord as we respond you have promised that you will go with us you will be with us and so Lord we respond to the command to go into all the world teach all nations Father we ask oh God that we should not be comfortable when we are not preaching the gospel may we not be at rest in our spirit when there are many out there who are lost may we always be desirous to share the gospel wherever we are whenever we see people may we think of souls that are going to hell and how we can at least win some for Christ thank you father thank you lord for grace to be witnesses thank you for your spirit that is resting upon us to be witnesses everywhere in this city may this city not be the same again because of this church father may we not lose our spiritual right to exist but may we still be found worthy to exist on this earth as a church because we are reaching the world for jesus we thank you father in the name of jesus and as every head is bowed all eyes closed if you are here you are not born again you want to surrender your life to jesus and you are watching us i want you to pray this prayer with me or you are listening on the podcast or wherever you are listening to me i want you to pray this prayer after me say lord jesus oh say lord jesus tonight i thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins please forgive me all my sins come into my heart make me a new person please write my name in the Lamb's book of life from today I will serve you I will follow you for the rest of my days thank you Jesus for saving me amen and amen hallelujah put your hands together for Jesus you have been exhorted, edified, and comforted by the prophetic word. Call or WhatsApp plus 233-591-524-522. That's plus 233-591-524-522. To speak to Prophet Eddie Faden. Prophet Faden would love to hear from you today and to stand with you in prayer. Eddie Faden is also on Facebook, so stay in touch. Until Prophet Eddie Faden comes your way again, run! with a prophetic word.